and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. And we read the news so you don't have to. Yes. And I want to apologize in advance to everyone if I like sniffle into the mic or sound insane. I'm insane. I'm, no. I'm in, I am insane, no. and uh, it's starting to affect my health. <laughs> um, no, I have like a bit of a cold, so if you're like, why does she sound like that? That's why. There you go. Um, and that's our first piece of housekeeping. Yeah, we have a lot of, yeah, there we go. We have some quick housekeeping. So yes. if you um, like the podcast and you want to share it with your friends, screenshot it, and then tag the Betches up in it, and we'll send you some stickers, and they're yes. really cool stickers. We've been doing this for a long time. People still ask how they got them. This is how. Um, we have a daily sub-siesta, which is an IGTV video where we do quick, like, a three-minute video where we break down the news, like, by point by point, and bam, it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, Betches has a new book coming out. It's <gasps> called When's Happy Hour. Basically, um, it just shows like how to be a boss bitch yeah i, I don't know it's, I, I just thought of that tagline i'm surprised they haven't used it yet <laughs> um it's a career advice book um and it's really funny and it's good and it was written by partially a sammy mm-hmm. our other betches up co-host yes. and jordana and eileen the two other founders of betches yes I you mean, contributed something too right like you have an article in there i think you know, I think I did. <laughs> I might have also. I read the acknowledgments and you were in it, so I'm pretty sure. Really? Well, then you guys have to get this book. <laughs> you absolutely must get the book. Ironically, uh, I was not acknowledged, but fine. <laughs> we're all acknowledging Brian in our hearts all the time. Yes. Um, but it really is a very funny book. It's great. I mean, these women have built a really awesome company and so they clearly know what they're doing yeah like they know what they're doing they know yeah if you've ever seen a picture of our office you'll know that they know what they're doing yeah so get the book uh co slash whh book yes and um finally we are partnered with rock the vote guys a lot of these midterm registration deadlines are coming up. So if you go to betches.co slash vote, you can not only register to vote, but I would say go on there and just check your registration. Make sure, dot your I's, cross your T's. You do not want to get to your polling place on election day and find out that you have been purged from the voter rolls for some dumb reason or you're in the wrong place or whatever. That would suck. Yeah. You don't get a sticker. <laughs> It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to post a, s- a story of you with a sticker on Instagram so people know that you voted. Exactly. Like, I mean, you're just going to miss out on so many things if you don't vote. So even if you're like, I'm definitely registered, go on and just double check. I know that I personally yes. have double checked mine, even though I just voted in New York because I'm like psycho as we knows? talked about. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. So betches.co slash vote for that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the news. Brian, what's been getting you through this week in uh, Trump's America? I, honestly, I'm just so excited to talk about this because, yes. I mean, Elise sits across from me. I've been talking about it every day yes. for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I wouldn't even say this week. Um, <laughs> I would say like this year. Yes. <laughs> Since the first trailer came out. In just two and a half, three hours, I will be seeing Lady Gaga star in A Star is Born. Wow. I've been waiting for this moment. I cried at my desk when the trailer came out. I tr- cried at my desk when the song came out. 
I'm going to sob in the theater. And I'm very excited. And funny enough, I will be seeing it with my other um, podcast partner, uh, Fat Carrie Bradshaw, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Chris Burns, Fat Carrie Bradshaw. And we will be doing a review of the movie on Monday's episode of Everyone's Gay. So I don't know how many crossover listeners I have between the SUP and Everyone's Gay, but there's another podcast that I host for Betches. And it's called Everyone's Gay. And it's we interview different gay people from different lifestyles um we've interviewed trans people and um bisexuals and you know we just we got everyone under that umbrella and you answer questions and yeah we, we answer a lot of listener questions and awesome. g- give them perspective about their personal life and their problems it's yeah. it's it's a it's a much like less stressful podcast to prepare for than this one <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't make me want to jump out a window yeah, sometimes your prep for that podcast is just living your authentic my, yeah life. Just, just being a gay man in new york is my my preparation like for you were one. you would have seen a star is born anyway yeah, yeah and regardless i would have been seeing it at the day before it came out anyways yes i didn't realize that a star is born is this whole like franchise of yeah films. it's the four three make so if you're like oh i don't want the movie to be spoiled for me it's been done it's the same basically plot lines as the other ones as judy garland's and barbara streisand's yes basically quick synopsis is that bradley cooper plays a very successful musician lady gaga is not as successful they fall in love and then eventually she surpasses him in fame and it's the troubles of that i love that and there's a lot of live music and lady gaga wrote a lot of music and i'm just so fucking excited i can't contain it and bradley cooper directed it and, and it seems it. like they have apparently everyone's talking about that they're like on-screen chemistry is like amazing and everyone's like pre-declaring lady yeah. gaga for best actress honestly, this year which us, i love honestly us talking about it right now is like putting me in an emotional state i think, we, I think <laughs> you guys brian is crying. i think we need to move on <laughs> okay. um elise what is getting you through the week okay well the thing that's getting me through the week is also making me cry but it's kind of in a bad way like this is getting me through the week not in like a fun i'm excited way it's in like a oh my god i'm fired up for the midterms because (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm scared way uh a new gallup poll came out about likely voters and there were a lot of frightening revelations in this poll uh but Mm -hmm. number one is that certain to this was measuring people who are certain to vote in 2018 and between people between the ages of 18 and 29 so essentially like everyone that listens to this yeah most people who listen to this podcast yeah uh only 26 percent are certain to vote which is like which is absolutely insane it's so crazy because you feel i mean again this is one of those things where i keep having to remind myself about the bubble because and just like in general the people we surround ourselves with. yes exactly like i personally don't know anyone who isn't like gonna vote yeah but that is clearly not indicative of the truth i was in dallas um this week for the you up live show yes and every single person i met i was like so uh, you have a big election coming up in November. Beto versus Ted Cruz. What are you going to do? Who are you going to vote for? And uh, we, were at a, we were at a restaurant and the one waitress was like, um, you know, I, I tried to do a Southern accent. I just lost it. It was very British. I, know. I was like, <laughs> was you know, <laughs> I don't like voting. Was that better? Yeah, that was better. I, I, I just don't like voting. I, I did it better in our sub meeting. I'm sorry. But like, <laughs> what? You don't like voting? That is the most ridiculous, fucked up, bullshit, crazy thing. That's I will so say. weird. Yeah, I know. It was bizarre. To I, say you don't like it 
it's that so makes like no sense. that's not an excuse yeah i mean it's so weird because one first of all it's like okay but sometimes you do things that you don't like like yeah. go to the doctor or like go to the dentist yeah. or whatever like you just do them and second of all what don't you like about it i don't know voting takes on average 11 minutes for yes. me personally it took way shorter amount of time me too yeah um you get to fill out a bubble. It's fun. Or you press a button. And then Everybody you get a sticker. That. And then you get a sticker. I just don't understand. So this, so if you look at that 26% number, you have to compare that to people 65 and older who were 82% are certain to vote. Oh we know God. what that demographic means. Um, Michelle Obama, or it was either Michelle or Brock or Brock quoting Michelle. She would talk to Sasha Malia and be like, would you have grandma pick out your outfit? Would you yeah. have grandma like decide like your plans for the weekend? No, you would not have her. So you need to vote because it's our future. Yeah. We're the people. Voting for it. This is the one. We're the one who matters the most. We should be voting the most. I know. Exactly. It's so weird. It's like the people. I mean, this is morbid, but it's like the people who are going to live with the repercussions of whatever decisions are made for longest are the ones who like don't come out and vote, which is bizarre. This poll also showed that enthusiasm is really, really high, which we knew. Yeah. But. Um, Republican enthusiasm has increased since the Kavanaugh hearings. It's like fired them up. So now basically like there used to be kind of like this 10 point gap between Democratic and Republican enthusiasm. And that has essentially closed. Yeah, it's at like least two, as of right, like 2% now. right now. We've been talking about this in our in our sub group chat. And obviously a lot can happen between now and the midterms. We we're talking like I think right now we're in like a very intense political moment where these Kavanaugh hearings happen and like literally the entire nation watched it. So maybe some of that will die down, but we cannot count on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, we need to look at this. We need to assume that every crazy person on your Twitter feed, every yeah. like every annoying racist uncle, all of them are showing up yeah. to vote. Don't assume that they're not because I remember in 2016, I was like, these people love Trump, but like, they're not going to vote. Like they're not going to vote. And it's like, Oh no, they all voted yeah. and we didn't. Yeah. We can't let that happen again. It, no. This freaked me out. This, this poll did freak me yeah, out. Yeah, I did not like it. Um, actually another quick little get me through the week also happened in Dallas. I had to do something with Dallas. Someone came up to me at our live show and said they love the sup. Oh, that's and so nice. And they said they love everything we do. And honestly, that has actually been what's getting me through the week up until this Lady Gaga star is born thing. <laughs> but I just want to give that nice lady woman a shout out. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And like when you guys do tweet nice stuff about the podcast or the newsletter or shout out your favorite quotes when you like post for those screenshots, it really does make us feel good. And it makes us, like I said, less likely to jump out of a window when we're reading the news all day. I know. It, it, it reinforces why we're doing this. Yeah. So we really do appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I want to shout out our voting link again. That's betches.co slash vote. Make sure you're registered. Make sure you're voting. And also be that annoying person who's making sure your friends are registered yeah. and voting. Uh -huh. Like ask your friggin' hinge date. Like yeah. ask, be like, are you voting? And then if they're not, get up and leave so you must register yeah. them at the table be like you have to vote if you want to be my lover 
you, you gotta get voting right <laughs> you have you, to vote in to, the midterm i should have i should have planned that it's it's okay it was an on the fly song Thank you. but i know that i personally have I been good. irritating members of my family about it making sure that because i know that personally in my friend group everyone is voting but i could my family's like not that political so i could see them letting their registration lapse or something like that so they're the ones identify identify the people in your life who you're like they might not be ready Mm -hmm. and bother them because you like be that annoying person who's telling people to vote now so you're not like that annoying handmaid who won't shut the fuck up later (laughs) okay it's eighty thousand votes across three states uh, made Donald Trump president. Yes. So every vote, don't forget every it. vote fucking counts. Yeah. And if you say it doesn't matter or you don't like voting, quotation marks, um, waitress in Texas. Yes. Then get over it and start voting. Yeah. Just like, I don't know, find a way to make yourself like it. I mean, there have been Give elections. Give yourself a treat for voting. There have been elections have recently, mimosa. local elections that were decided by one vote. So like this idea that it's like, oh, because of the electoral college or whatever, your vote doesn't matter. Like, First of all, your vote definitely matters for your local community, which is yeah really important. Which well, you might even argue more important, right? Because like you can you can really make change on a local level if you mm-hmm. just like educate yourself about what's going on in your local community, and your vote does. Even if you're like my state is blue, whatever, go out and vote. Yeah, do it. One hundred percent. Okay, shall we talk about? The, the Federal main. Bureau of Investigation. Yeah. <laughs> and their looky-loo into Brett Kavanaugh's allegations. I think that is, they did like a peeping Tom into the air. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they took a peek <laughs> at what Brett Kavanaugh was up to. Uh, so the FBI has concluded their investigation. Uh, they shared the results of the investigation into Brett Kavanaugh with the Senate today. You might be like, oh, I haven't seen that. That's because the report is not released to the public. Yeah. Um, which I guess is standard, but still seems insane. There's also only one copy of the report. It is a paper report. Mm-hmm. And all 100 senators had to go in one at a time and take turns reading it today. And yeah, they couldn't make a fucking PDF. Like, no. what? I don't know. It's so bizarre. And also, each each um, Republicans and Democrats got an hour. Like, not not individually, as a whole. Yeah, I mean... What? Like, who? Like, what? How? Where? The whole what? thing is so bizarre like yeah. the investigation had to happen so fast the public doesn't get to see the results the senators only get to like handle this document for yeah. like an hour it's just this doesn't feel like a, a america I, it's <laughs> you know incredibly what I mean? shady it is so shady our government is actually hiding shit from us and we are well aware of it and i get like i get that you know, this is how these things are done. The investigation, the report was never supposed to be released to the public, but I don't agree with that. Yeah. It makes no sense. Like we deserve to know who this man is. That's going to be on the Supreme court. I mean, on the one hand, and this is something Sammy was saying again in our sub group chat is like, this investigation was kind of a sham. So maybe it's better that it's not released to the public, but I personally am always on the side of transparency. Yeah, I want to see what these, I want when, when these senators go to cast these votes, because now it's looking like Mitch McConnell is going to call a vote for this as early as Saturday. Yeah. 
they have to do like a procedural thing tomorrow. So there's like one procedural vote that has to happen before they can do the full vote. And it looks like that's going to happen on Saturday. We deserve to know what these senators base their what, decision. Yeah. And so there was a limited scope. It was direct. The limited scope uh, in the investigation was directed by the white house because the white house had to be the people that called for the investigation. Um, so last night, Raj Shah on CNN said that the FBI had contacted 10 people and interviewed nine of them. But that does not seem like a well-rounded investigation no. because Christine Blasey Ford wasn't even in, uh, wasn't even interviewed. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh was not interviewed. Seems like a big oversight. Yeah, a bit. <laughs> That's a, a pretty bit. huge oversight. And, you know, Christine Blasey Ford's, like, lawyers sent a list of, like, 20 people, I believe. Or no. Oh, Deborah Ramirez, the one who alleges that Kavanaugh exposed himself and thrust his bare penis into her face. Um, uh, their law, their lawyers provided 20 names that would help corroborate, uh, her story. And they interviewed none of them. Also, there have been multiple stories all week about Kavanaugh's former Yale classmates, like literally desperately trying to contact the FBI with information. Many of them have come forward to basically say like, I wasn't, a lot of them have basically been like, I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't going to get involved. But seeing him get up there and say that he had never blacked out, I had to say something because it is just false. And so many people who know him have come forward to say the idea that he never blacked out is absolutely so a lie. So I have a quote from uh, Kavanaugh's former Yale classmate, uh, James Roche, who was also a roommate of his. Um, he says, I can say that he lied under oath. He claimed that he occasionally drank too much, but never enough to forget details of the night before, never enough to black out. He actually did. He did regularly. He said that boofing was farting and the devil's triangle was a drinking game. Boofing and trip and devil's triangle are sexual references. I know this because I heard Brett and his friends using these terms on multiple occasions. And this is a guy who has called the FBI, reached out to the FBI. Deborah Ramirez's uh, legal team has given his name to the FBI and he has not been interviewed. Like what? Yeah. I mean, the, the first of all, this investigation is like, a sham. I said this in the sup, but like I have investigated my ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend's Instagram for mm-hmm. longer than this investigation lasted. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is yeah. a joke. And I found more. Like no, you know, like when I when I'm trying to stalk someone online, there is no stone left unturned. <laughs> and that I want the same standard. Yeah. I will go through your Instagram. I will go through your text messages. Yes. Maybe Facebook Messenger even. I don't know. Yeah. I will find your cousin who you haven't talked to in uh-huh. years. I will find pictures of you from when you were a baby. I will find all of that shit. Even your MySpace. I will go that far. Yes. I I will find your Zanga. <laughs> <laughs> The so FBI clearly does not feel the same way, but I don't know if that's because the White House like would not allow for this to happen. It's there's a lot of conflicting arguments because you know Trump tweeted that the FBI has no restrictions, and then the White House aides have said that there's a limited purview. They're not looking into whether he lied under oath about saying boofing was farting or saying the Devil's Triangle is a game, um, or just the other lies that he told clearly under oath. Can we just? take a minute to think about where we're at in that the FBI should be investigating whether or not boofing returns to refers to farting and they're not. Yeah. Like that's where we're at. Yeah. Is that 
the FBI needs to investigate boofing and they're not doing it. And so now we have to like, this is just another place where like the Trump administration puts me in a position where I'm like, I demand an FBI investigation into the meaning of boofing. (laughs) (laughs) I just like it. It it shows up a lot about his temperament and that he lies about little things. So what else is he lying? about? I also feel like now if they confirm him, he's like enraged He's like an enraged frat boy who's like even... I mean, he revealed himself to be insanely partisan during the whole thing. Saying this was a Clinton-esque scheme? Yeah. Like, what? I mean, insane. Conspiracy theory. But now, it's like, okay, great. Now we're going to get this guy on the Supreme Court who already didn't like liberals but now he's like real mad at them like yeah. he's like really 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 mad and you know i i was just i've just been watching um i watched the first hour last night uh rbg's documentary oh, have I you seen to, it no not yet it is it like honestly it's so inspiring it's so beautiful it's blah, on blah, amazon blah. Right? it's on i watched i was watching it on hulu oh um and <sighs> the shit that she had to do to be even like like of the like of the creed to become a supreme court justice is unbelievably harder and ridiculous that she's going to be have the same job as this person they have her resume versus his resume is a fucking joke she like when she went to harvard they harvard law um she made the harvard law review uh she was one of five women out of like hundreds of men yeah um she then would not she moved to new york graduated from Columbia law school would not get hired. So she took civil cases, worked for the ACLU and basically fought for equality for women's rights. And is probably one of the biggest reasons that we have equal rights and like, well quotations under law between women and men. And she had to do all of this in a very sexist time yeah, where men, where women couldn't get a fucking credit card without their husband signing for it. And in 12 states, it was legal for a husband to rape his wife. And she was able to overcome all of that and become who she is today. And now this asshole who like allegedly like, like rape, like tried to rape someone who gets wasted, blacks out, got into Yale because his grandfather was there is now going to be sitting beside her. It's just really, really I know, terribly it's like frustrating. Upsetting. And it's like, I feel like this idea, they're, they're all like promoting this idea that like, oh, liberals are going to do this to any Supreme Court nominee. But it's like, do we not remember Neil Gorsuch? Neil Gorsuch was not long ago. No, it was like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> and did we want him on the Supreme Court? Fuck no. Do we agree with anything? Like any of his beliefs? Did he scare me? Like to think that he would be on the Supreme Court? Yeah, but his reputation as like a human man person like, yeah, he wasn't dragged through the mud because no one says that he assaulted them because he probably didn't. He did (laughs) it, you know, like Like, so like that's why there's no allegations against him. Yeah, it's not like people don't just get allegations like multiple. Yes, for no reason and it's no uh, like with no corroboration. And also he's it during his hearing. He sat and respectfully answered questions and he like he comported himself in a way that a supreme court nominee should comport himself not just a nom- not just a pre- supreme court nominee a, a person with um like morals and a conscience and or just a judge you know what i mean yeah i mean brett kavanaugh literally was questioned by amy klobuchar and she was like do you black out and he was like i don't know do you 
Yeah. Like, what? what? Also, he's, like, lied, saying, like, he said he didn't watch the hearing, but he did. He was lied on oath about that. He also said he didn't know about the the um, Ramirez reports until it came out in the New Yorker. There are text messages disputing that. He was talking to his friends about, can you dispute this when it, when it comes out? Yeah, like, it's and actually so, been proven that and, he knew about it before. Are we just ignoring all this shit? It is fucking... I'm getting angry. (laughs) I know. I mean, he has proven that basically by every metric, he is not fit to serve on the Supreme Court. Not even just because, I mean, first of all, the allegations should be enough, but not even just the allegations, his temperament, the way that he acted during that hearing, the other lies that he's told. If, If RBG had cried and screamed during her confirmation hearing, she would not be sitting there. I mean, no. Or if Christine Blasey Ford had acted like that when they had asked her her questions. Imagine if when they like that and, <laughs> the lady uh, yeah. <laughs> the lady that they hired was questioning her and she was like, Do you like do you remember XYZ? And Christine Blasey Ford is like, I don't know, do you? Do you ever remember things like that? Yeah, like haven't you ever forgotten things in your life? Like blah blah blah. If she had acted like that, if they, if they wouldn't have even had Kavanaugh come I just, in, they would I just shut the also whole thing wonder down. where we where we would be right now if Kavanaugh had gone first and she had gone second. You know what That's, I mean? But and I think she had requested to go second, and they were like, no, because he needs to be able to respond to whatever you. But then say. he claimed that he didn't even see it. Yeah, it's I such mean, fucking. Oh God! So Fuck let's the patriarchy, guys. I know. So let's talk about where various senators are at with this right now Mm -hmm. so the key senators that we are looking at the people who were on the fence obviously we've got jeff flake um he told reporters that we've seen no additional corroborating information about alleged sexual misconduct by kavanaugh in high school and college which makes Mm -hmm. me feel like he might vote yes um susan collins said the investigation appears to be very thorough Um, But she is still undecided and wants to read more of it herself. Murkowski is undecided. Heidi Heitkamp came out today. Yeah, she just came out, yeah. Like literally an hour ago and said that she is going to vote no, which is huge because Heidi Heitkamp is one of those red state Democrats who's actually like losing her election right now. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty big deal for her to vote no. She said... um, this isn't a political decision. If this were a political decision for me, I certainly would be deciding this the other way. I can't get up in the morning and look at the experience I've had and say yes to Judge Kavanaugh. Because people are like, is this partisan? Is she making a political move? She's like, no, I just honestly have to look at myself every day when I wake up in the mirror and feel good about myself. Yeah. Which, Which is the way we all should be feeling. I, I literally, yes. So Joe Manchin is also st- Still undecided, I guess, which is so insane because he's doing fine in his West Virginia reelection. Like he's going to get reelected and people have been like sitting in his office. Like there's there's been a huge push to make sure that Joe Manchin votes no. Um, And then. Senator Bob Menendez, who's definitely voting. Now. Yeah, this is just a funny tidbit. This is just a this is just a tidbit. Bob Menendez, after he read 
whatever the, the, the secret special document. Uh, he said that if that's an investigation, it's a bullshit investigation. And that's and he knows investigations. Yes, because he is. Because <laughs> he just got a corruption trial. <laughs> yeah, he a, just, in a mistrial, and he's up for re-election in New Jersey as well. So vote. Yeah, <laughs> because. Um, and he's a Democrat, but like, it's also not, it's not okay for Democrats to be corrupt either. No. Can I also say as a Cuban American, it's interesting because we Cubans are like, we're like the type of Latino that gets to have three senators in the Senate, mm-hmm. but they're Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio and Oof. Bob Menendez. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, can we get someone who isn't like deeply compromised? Uh, and the, I actually just saw this tweet right now. Um, retired U.S. Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens, who is a lifelong Repo- Republican, just told us a crowd in Boca Raton that Judge Brett, uh, Brett Kavanaugh's performance at confirmation hearing should disqualify him and that the senator should pay attention to this. Wow. So that is quite the rebuke. But speaking of Marco Rubio, which will lead, in, which leads me to our next segment. Wow. Um, so I don't know if you heard, basically Republicans don't know what to do with this next story. Um, the New York times has reported that um, since like the eighties, um, since forever, since the Trumps began being yeah. Trumps. Trumps engaged in suspicious tax schemes and took money from his father. Yeah, so it's like, the New York Times came out with this article. It's honestly very long, and some of it is confusing. But basically, Donald Trump's father, Fred Trump, starting from when his children were very young, mm-hmm. started basically transferring large amounts of money yeah. into his children's name yeah. to avoid taxes. So by the age of three, uh, Trump was earning $200,000 a year in today's dollars. And then by the time, and from between like three to eight, and then in his, in his 40s and 50s, he was receiving more than $5 million a year. And... That's a lot more than the $1 million loan he said he got from his father. Yes. And also there was a lot, there's like so much shady stuff in this. Like basically Fred Trump made his children, his own landlord. So Mm -hmm. he would pay rent to So like he was paying rent to like his own children. And then they were also basically sending the government bogus invoices where they would like, they, like something would cost like $550 and they would say it costs $600 yeah, pocket so, the $50. So the, uh, Donald Trump and his siblings set up the shell company and they would buy, um, like a washing machine, a, cl- a clean cleaner or some shit. And then they would bill from this shell company, hit their father's company, but mark up the price like 30, 20, 50%. And then they would just reap the benefits. And this was after that time when Donald Trump, J. Trump, tried to change his father's will so he could get more money after he died. And because, and his father saw that he was doing this, he was like, I'm not gonna let my company that I built be ruined because my fucking son is a terrible business person who bleeds, bleeds money. And I know, I love that he's like, well, I raised the worst person to ever exist, um, and that's fine, but not when he starts coming for me. It's like, yeah. well, maybe you should have taught your son even one moral. Not even morals, just one moral 
of any kind. And like, you, yeah, it's like, and so the the Trumps and the parent, like the Trump parents, they dodged hundreds of millions in gift taxes by like undervaluing all the assets that they had. So they would like they owned these um, residential complexes or whatever, and they would get them appraised and say that they were worth a lot less than they actually were. So then, when it came to the estate taxes, when they died and they passed on, that they would get more money. So all in all, from like all of their shady shit. They like President Trump and his siblings could owe the New York State more than four hundred million dollars in unpaid taxes, and yes, this is this is this is beyond the statute of limitations for them to uh, actually face criminal charges. However, they can be fined by the IRS, and but the problem with that is the person who's in charge of the IRS right now is the president. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things. Where, I mean, of course, we've all known that Donald Trump isn't paying his taxes. Well, like, he hasn't, we, and like, this just bodes to like, bodes being like, why hasn't, this is why he's not releasing his tax returns. Yes. Every single presidential nominee for the past 40 years has released their tax returns, and he is the first one. And he also said on the campaign trail that he would. And this is something that he has not made good on. No. And he never will. No. Unless Congress is able to pass some sort of law where that anyone who wants to become president has to release make their tax returns public. Imagine Congress passing a law. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like can a, you that, imagine? Yeah. Um, I just like um, spit all over this microphone. <laughs> I need to clean this before <laughs> someone else uses it. Um, but I mean, it just goes to show the depths of his shadiness and also it proves that this idea that first of all i mean it's always been funny that he's like i just got a small loan of one million dollars like that's already now I'm hilarious. Worth 10 billion dollars yeah, none of that is true none of that is true he has been getting shady money from his father's company for years and years and years mm-hmm. uh when one of his casinos was gonna go go under his father injected three million dollars into it by just buying three million dollars worth of chips in the casino and then not cashing any of them in so basically he just like huge money transfer to donald trump so it's just like the idea that he's a self-made man is bullshit yeah he's bullshit he's a bullshit man he's a bullshit man and like like reading this article and listening to like the podcast about it um it's like I feel like I don't know what he, like I know that his father was very racist. He's like kind of I think he's a member of the KKK, right? Like his, that his I, 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 I don't know that know his older sure. brother was arrested at a KKK rally. I just did a big deep dive. I was really deep in the Wikipedia. I mean, that before. all sounds um, but like he, something. But his that his would father actually it did build an empire and became a self-made man. He was fifteen or sixteen when he started building construction sites. Um, and then World War II happened and they needed places to house all the veterans coming home. So he worked with the government to build subsidized housing and he made, he made an empire. His son was born into a lifestyle and a life that most people like 99% of people are not born into and don't have that privilege. $200,000 a year at the age of three. That's more money than a lot of people may earn in a lifetime. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I don't know, but especially outside of America. Yeah. I and mean, that is a very large amount of money for a three-year-old to earn in a year. Some say an unnecessary <laughs> large amount, amount. of money. Um, ugh. 
So this is actually a great article. And because of everything that's going on with, you know, these Kavanaugh hearings, um, I think it's, I, this has been so interesting. It's getting, it's getting a little lost in the, uh, ethernet. And I, it's just like, I, I don't know how his base can like put both like their, their ideals aside from like big government and, you know, the 99% and them being poor with and, like how they can coincide their feelings with what he did to his father's empire with supporting this man. I don't know, but I think that those people are just, I mean, they have a similar mentality to him in that it's like never admit defeat, never admit a mistake, never admit you were wrong. So no matter what comes out about him, they're going to do whatever mental gymnastics are necessary. Yeah. So that is why people like us who see what is happening need to vote. <laughs> I just wanted to say why I brought up Marco Rubio before is because he, when he was asked about this article, he said, you know, I just think this shows how, 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 um, how hard it is to understand the tax code. <laughs> <sighs> no spine. Vote. No spine. All I'm saying is we all have to vote. And if you can get a friend to vote or a member of your family to vote, mm -hmm. that's the only way. Pay it forward with votes. Yes, exactly. Because the people who support him, they're, they're lost us. They're in the sunken place they're in the upside down they're in the upside down wherever you want to say that they are they are we're not in my estimation we're not getting them back but there are, are more of us than there are of them mm -hmm. we just have to come out and vote so betches.co slash vote if yeah. you want to check your registration get registered get updates if you want to send that link around to people who you think might not be registered might not know about the midterms you got to do it because 26% of people ages 18 to 29 is unacceptable. That is that is actually unbelievably unacceptable. That is, I am not writing this friggin' newsletter every day for, for these millennials to get on their phones. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this and not vote. Yeah. Bring your, bring your phone to the polls. You dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Instagram from there, you know, yeah. scroll through your fucking Instagram while waiting in line to vote, yeah. which is a very quick line. Which is a very quick line. All right, guys. Uh, I think that brings us to the end for today. Uh, until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Batches.